Will Komen. Welcome to the Dayton Liederkranz Turner podcast. We are the German club at Fifth and High Streets in St. Anne's Hill, Dayton, Ohio, and are Dayton's oldest German organization. Our purpose is to promote and preserve German culture and traditions in the Miami Valley. On this podcast, you will learn about the history of Dayton Liederkranz Turner and also the history of our sister German organizations, Eintracht and Edelweiss. We want to bring you stories from our members and volunteers and also share information about music, dance, language, genealogy, food, and games near and dear to our hearts. We hope you enjoy this podcast as we explore the culture and traditions of our ancestors who immigrated from Germany to the Dayton area. In this episode, we sit down with Herman Sagasser. Herman shares stories of how he and his family became involved with Dayton Liederkranz Turner, and he shares stories about his family and about his family's German history. This is episode one of two. We hope you enjoy. Hi there, I'm Debbie. I'm with the Dayton Liederkranz Turner. I am here today with Herman Sagasser, who is one of our members. Hi Herman, um, I, as I just said, I'm Debbie. Um, would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Because I normally I give people's first name and I forget to give them their last name. Well, I am Herman J. Sagasser. Um, my wife was Carol A. Becker before we got married. And uh, so we got married in 1961. I was still in the service, so Carol was a homebody and she worked for a Standard Register out of high school. And um, she was secretary there, so I, um, I was home on a uh, nine day leave, which I was always getting lots of free time. I was uh, I had gone to school, I had uh, gone to UC, I had two degrees from Sinclair, um, none of which led to what I actually ended up doing. <laughs> it was a, kind of a long history, but I ended up, um, in high school I was at Patterson Co-op, so I wanted to uh, work in the machine tool trades and uh, that just didn't happen. Um, I had co-opted at, uh, in high school, I was uh, in my junior or senior year, I was uh, at, employed by Delco Moraine out on Wisconsin Boulevard. so. And it was just so happened that my dad worked at Delco Products downtown, and <laughs> we took the same bus every morning. I uh, 
my two-week work session at Delco Marine. And uh, so he got off downtown, and I got off at Delco Marine. And uh, I was um, out there almost three and a half, four years um, in training, but they didn't have an opening when I uh, got out of uh, Sinclair. And so um, I ended up getting a job with Heapy Engineering and uh, a little fledgling consulting firm of all places on 3rd and Broadway. And uh, it was a viable part of town at that time. And uh, I was in the service for two years with the Army Corps of Engineers in uh, Fort Belvoir and uh, spent two summers in Greenland, actually about eight months, and uh, spent six months in Chicago at one of the uh, what you call the um, Cold Regions uh, Laboratory for the Army Corps of Engineers. So I had projects there, um, and uh, what I was becoming adept at was uh, not only the tooling part, but I had to develop a repair kit for a uh, a track vehicle, which some of the uh, scientists were going to use on uh, surveys and so forth on Greenland. So if your track broke, you were stuck. So we developed a uh, little repair kit to run off the battery and uh, so they could field repair <laughs> their vehicle. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had a ventilation project they built a uh, nuclear-powered underground snow camp on, out on the Greenland ice cap. We were about 150 miles from Thule Air Base there. And uh, I got a lot of three-day passes while I was in Chicago. And uh, so I would come home and uh, I was home for the holidays, and uh, the Catholic young people's uh, thing were having an event. They were having a bowling outing, and that's where I met Carol. I said, who was that girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, so I got a date with her, and uh, so while I was in the service, she was waiting at home. and. Uh, so I think it was a, a long-distance uh, get-together. So, ah. so we got married, and uh, we had already had uh, two children here in Kettering. Our, Carol and I, we had a house built over here on Roslyn Avenue, and um, so we lived there 10 years, and then we moved down to Shadowlawn because 
Carol was expecting and uh, we thought we we're going to need an another bedroom and we only had we had three there on Roslyn but we thought we might need a third and a fourth and this brick house was built in 63 same as this one and uh, so we had the two-story brick on Chatillon, which was the biggest house on the block. <laughs> and uh, had a basement, which was perfect, had a fireplace, uh, had a small lot, so that was kind of good. And the kids could go down to uh, Patterson Park. They could play down there, baseball, and the boys did. And they had the Oak Day Swim Club, which we joined in the summer. And so Carol would take the kids and go down and they'd go for a swim or we'd go after I got home from work. We had two graduates, Elaine graduated from UD and our oldest son Paul also uh, was a UD grad. They could walk to UD. They just walked down Irving Avenue and they were there. So Ron, he carried papers. He, he had a route over there at the, uh, the big building on Wilmington there, uh, just past Patterson, the senior mm -hmm. living apartments. Yes. So he had that news route and the Bel Air Apartments just around the corner. So he probably had 150 papers uh, and he made really good money. Carol's dad actually did the route um, and then her older brother took the route and then Ron got it, and so he had it for quite a long time. So it was kind of interesting, but in those days, you know, you made, uh, you made pretty good money. You had to get up early and traipse mm -hmm. off, go up there, and he, he'd go up the elevator and unload them, and then he would just come down and run the floors <laughs> Everybody gets a paper. Uh, was was pretty pretty simple route. You could you could run it and uh, nothing flat. So so that's how some of them made some of their money. And uh, both Paul and Ron had a neighborhood lawn mowing service. So there were a lot of widows lived around, around on streets around there. And uh, these ladies would have them trim bushes and wash windows and cut the grass and feed them even. So, <laughs> yeah. So we spent about 10 years raising kids. And, uh, Mom and Dad had lots of German friends, and they uh, 
One of the couples was Blair and Francis Hauser. And so many of the German couples they would meet with um, on Sundays and they would play cards and everybody would bring food. And uh, one of the couples, their, their daughter, um, gosh, I don't even remember her name now, but uh, her, uh, her husband was a deacon at St. Charles. Baltus and the that was Leonard Baltus and I forget the girl's name but she she sang with uh, with the choir and uh, so anyway between the two of them the Hendrick the the couple's, the daughter's uh, parents, Hendrick, said, why don't you guys come to our New Year's dance? <laughs> you know, we had never been there. And, uh, well, we could. We'll get, we had babysit babysitters all over Patterson Park, uh, many of the people were members of the Holy Angels Church, and uh, so we had an endless supply of girls and uh, Kay and Bob Wolf had a couple daughters who came and babysat, so I said let's Let's go to the dance, you know. And those days, place was packed. Dance didn't start till nine. It was over at one, and uh, you couldn't get a seat. It just shows, uh, you know, there were so many German people around that uh, it was. Uh, it was just a different time, and uh, and we had a lot of fun. I mean, it was, uh, gosh, this place is really a good place to go, and and then we run into Blair and um, the Housers and Francis. And Blair says, why don't you come down and sing with us, you know. So that's about 1972 or 3. And um, so I did. And I didn't know hardly a soul down there, but I palled up with uh, Jerry Shanking and... Uh, Here's all this German music, and, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I go to a first practice, and it's like, boy, I just keep my mouth shut here for a few times, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, till I get into the rhythm here, and uh, 
not being a uh, vocally trained singer, uh, it, it took some time. Um, in grade school, we did have uh, occasional music uh, appreciation thing at Holy Rosary Church, where I went to school, grade school, and uh, we had the church choir director at that time played for Sunday Mass, and Ben Westbrock, and I remember one spring day, the kids are about as interested in music as they are the outdoors. And he got so mad, he left. Oh my. <laughs> At one of our practices. Oh no. <laughs> and I, I always remember that. He just grabbed his music and stormed out of there and uh, the old school building had an auditorium upstairs, you know, which I think that's all gone now, but uh, it was very dangerous because they had big open wide stairways and wood construction inside. If it would ever caught on fire, I'm thinking uh, we'd have been in a world of hurt. So. Mm. And of course, the school buildings when I went were almost like a uh, like a barracks. Uh, that's about what they resembled. The lower grades were on one side of Notre Dame Avenue, and the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade were on the other side. And then the girls were separated. They had their own little building, and uh, that was just the way things were in those days. We probably had 45, 50 kids in the classroom, oh boys. And uh, we had nuns for a couple years, and we had brothers the, the rest of the time. And uh, so anyway, we're at Liederkranz, we're I'm in the choir, and uh, eventually we were getting involved in some things, and uh, one of the old Turners comes up, and Max Grobe, and he says, you know, you're a, a good young fella, and you ought to get on our board, and so with the background with Heapy, I had all kind of contact, contractor uh, contacts, and uh, so in any way I could help them, um, I, I would do so. So I'm the maintenance guy for the <laughs> Dayton Liederkranz, and uh, there, there just was one one project after another. It just seemed like it was <laughs> like it is today. Just one one uh, thing 
Yes. For, for an old building, um, <laughs> there was something always coming up. And uh, one of the first things, I was home watching a football game on a Sunday afternoon, and Hans Grau called up, was our president. And he says, there's water running down in the, uh, which is the singer's practice room. It's coming down on the inside wall. Don't know where it's coming from. Um, what do you think we ought to do? Well, let me uh, get a hold of one of the roofers. You know, we get up there. And uh, what's what the heck is going on here? Well, the forefathers, when they built and remodeled that building, which was a Turner's building, it was um, built with a mansard roof, and the roof drainage was in uh, metal containers. They were on the side of the wall coming off the roof and it was pretty cold. That was probably in February and uh, here the scuppers, the water had gotten in there and it just froze up like a block of ice so no place for the water to come off the roof it just came down inside the parapet wall and ran down in the inside of the building. And I thought to myself, well, this calls for some <laughs> plumbing action here. Yeah. Um, yes. I talked to Osterfeld, who were just up the street there on Huffman Avenue. H. Day Osterfeld, I knew. and. Uh, they did heating and plumbing and for commercial work. And okay. What do you think we ought to do? Well, <laughs> we ought to close up that terrapit opening and do away with the scuppers because even if the water comes off, it's going to freeze in the spouting on the outside. So we ended up putting in some roof drains and, uh, and then we ran the storm water off the roof down inside the building, big storm pipe and uh, that seemed to have uh, pretty much fixed which was a, uh, a constant every winter problem. And, uh, yeah, we had to spend money, money that we didn't always have. And uh, then we got a grant from uh, St. Anne's Hill, pretty substantial. Oh. That enabled us to expand the parking lot. And uh, so... That was a, a major project. That was a substantial amount of money that they got. And 
deeded over to us so we could finish up tearing down the rest of the property and uh, and reworking the whole parking area and uh, then we got to air conditioning the hall and uh, that was right around picnic time and I wanted to put uh, air conditionings on the low roof out over the uh, stage and then I had to get uh, one of the structural engineers, Shell Meyer, to come over and look at it to be sure anything we're doing um, will be okay structurally because we're going to run that those units across the roof and um, we're going to run some steel work and we're going to set them up there on the roof. We got to know if the inside structure is going to take it. And that was right around picnic time, so I was running around uh, trying to make things work in a timely fashion. And, yeah. And, uh, so there was always something like that, but uh, on the other side of the ledger, um, Carol was getting involved with the ladies uh, auxiliary and uh, so they had a working group and after every dance they would have food available uh, during and after uh, a dance and uh, so so a lot of those ladies worked tirelessly and uh, For, on behalf of the uh, Leotrons and uh, then we started with the uh, picnic and the dance group. I think we started about 1980 and uh, we um, had a good fortune of having the Mills and Bruce Cantrell, they dance more of most all of the ethnic countries and uh, they were a little different than we were, but anyway, Bruce Cantrell took on the uh, part with us and the Mills uh, that were not his parents, but step-parents, and uh, Bruce was uh, employed by War War, who did uh, clothing alterations. They also made clothing, custom-made, and uh, Carol would do a lot of alterations for the girls. The uh, granddaughters and um, okay. she was uh, quite the sewer. My mother also was, uh, she, she after my dad died, she would grind out these afghans and uh, so I think about all the granddaughters each have one, you know, <laughs> that she made 
we've got a couple more back there yet. Nice. And uh, so we're we're dancing along, and and the reason we wanted to um, be able to go instead of hiring a group that we would be able to go to the international festival and uh, and dance there. Well, we started out there. And somebody would see us from somewhere else and, uh, well, would you like to come to our Oktoberfest? And, uh, well, we could. we could. We could perform there, yeah. We had, we had learned enough steps and mm -hmm. different dances. Uh, we, could, we could do that. And uh, so we continued on, and pretty soon, come fall, we would be out the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, at somebody's Oktoberfest. Uh, and we ended up traveling up to Saginaw, Grand Rapids, uh, the Columbus Menor Corps, we went up there with, uh, I think, four couples one time. Um, Carol's sister and her husband, myself and Carol, and uh, the Eddies, and I don't know who, who was the fourth one, but we danced there at the Menor Corps. And, uh, as uh, far as the singers, we were invited to Cincinnati, and I think at that time we had close on to between the men and the women singers. We were pretty close to a hundred. Wow! Um, and we sang for one of their uh, events, and. Um, of course, they have the uh, coping there now, who eventually got got going and developed their own singer group. But uh, they uh, there was just nobody down there, and here one of the richest places for German people. My dad was first came to this country, he was in Cincinnati, and uh, he stayed with uh, some friends probably from the same homeland area, which was uh, Silesia. Uh, that's a part of Germany now in Poland. Hmm. And uh, so I've not found very much history, or do I find uh, much more about his relationship and where did our name come from? And uh, I don't really know. I have some people, some genealogists that 
uh, were in Germany and actually sent me some old maps, but it's, it's hard to, to distinguish. So did the name come, the Sagasser name, come from Czechoslovakia, Austria? It's hard to tell huh. on the map. And uh, they even <laughs> showed a routing and everything, but it's it's hard to make out the provinces or what you want to call. But uh, the town where he was baptized, uh, Waldenburg, that's now Walbrush, and uh, it's uh, was designated a, a mining area. Um, the Germans held the area, but eventually the Russians came in and took it over. And uh, but it is now part of Poland, and uh, so it's been all fixed up. I mean, it. You look at uh, on the internet; you can get it. Google it up. Got modern hotels. We hoped you enjoyed listening to this podcast. To learn more about our German club, visit our website at DaytonGermanClub.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Dayton Liederkranz Turner German Club. Germanfest Picnic in Dayton, or Dayton Liederkranz Volkstanzer. On Instagram, we are Dayton Liederkranz. On Twitter, Germanfest32. Or on YouTube at dlt.volunteer. Auf Wiedersehen.